Hello and welcome to a late night edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And, uh, folks, he's back. Uh, Sidney Crosby uh, played tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the 7-3 route of the Minnesota Wild. Had four points. Um, got, of course, he scored in the game. Um, he just he played outstanding. Um, but before we get to the game and we'll recap the game and everything, talk about what everything the Penguins did right because there was really not a lot of bad to talk about. The Penguins got their fourth straight win to get to 29 and 12 and 5. Um, we have an, we have a guest for this episode of Locked On Penguins. It is the third time that he has been on the episode <laughs> of Locked On Penguins. He's been one of my only guests so far on this podcast. One of my very dear friends who always uh, loves coming on. Cameron Easton. Cam, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm pretty good. You know, I I probably should be a permanent guest, you know, at this point. But, you know, I love coming on here and talking some hockey with my good friend Hunter here. So, yeah, hey, that was a uh, good night of hockey. Yeah, maybe we could see about something about that in the future. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah, the Penguins, like you said, the 7-3 route of the Minnesota Wild. And the Penguins just poured it on. On them, it was got a little, maybe a little scary for a little bit when it was cut to four two, but then the Penguins got two quick goals to make it uh, six to two, and then even seven to two. But Cam, we got to start with Sidney Crosby, man. Uh, four points um, he made. I think behind the net, he made Ryan Donato look like a pee wee player with that assist that he had. <laughs> um, it was just like old times for Crosby, and it, I, I just it, I'm shell shocked when I watch him because I just I can't believe that he's just he's that good. <laughs> it's just it's nuts. Yeah, you know, I was a little worried because I saw on Twitter that there was massive hype, you know, with Crosby coming back, and sometimes the, they can jinx, you know, but man, I mean, he just, he had one of those nights, and um, I mean, they looked like the, the Harlem Globetrotters out there with those passing, the passing plays they made tonight, just everybody, it was just, that was a awesome victory. Oh, a- absolutely, and even the... Um... I think the other pass we probably were referencing was the Dominic Simone pass to uh, Jared McCann. I mean, that that was probably one of the most gorgeous passes I think I've ever seen Simone make. It was just that good. He he put it right where Dubnik could not get it with his pad or his stick, and McCann was able to slam it home, and that was one of the early goals that they got. And I think I saw this stat the other day. Um, I think Rob Rossi tweeted it, um, put it in his article for The Athletic. Um, the Penguins are now after that stab, they add one more win. They're 17 and one and one when Jared McCann scores a goal for them. I, I can't believe that. Yeah. And you know, he's he, him and Rust have been putting on a, an impressive season. And um, especially with the lack of Jake Gensel. Now it you, you need those players to step up. And I mean, everyone in the lineup is stepping up. I mean, even your fourth line is playing unreal too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, Brian Ross, but, like you said, it got his nineteenth goal. Uh, just he's he's gonna get probably over thirty by the time um, uh, the season ends. I'd say. Yeah, and I'd love uh, for the Penguins to keep uh, McCann long term because I just everything I love about his his game is it just suits the Penguins um, for the future, especially how he can play center um, mm-hmm. when when his name is called. You know, it's he's a very versatile. Uh, player for the penguins and he, he he showed it again tonight yeah absolutely yeah he played on um um what um i'm forgetting now i'm just forgetting what line he played on um 
Was he on the uh, Was he on the Crosby line tonight? I'm gonna have to go back and double check. Uh, to I think he was Crosby's left wing tonight. I can just go back and double check that right now. I think he was real quick. Um, yeah, I can't believe I'm doing this live, but you know what? <laughs> what, what you know what? Whatever. I have to scroll through all the Penguins tweets because boy, did they tweet a lot considering when they had seven. Um, goals. Yeah, it, yeah. McCann was on Crosby's line with Simone. I figured he yeah, was. He was there. He was yeah. his left wing. So, um, yeah, he he can play any position, and he he's gonna be here. I think long term. Cam. Um, he's the RFA, of course, this summer. He's gonna get a nice pay raise. Um, with his age, I don't think it's gonna go to arbitration or anything, and he definitely deserves it. With you know, he had that little rut that I talked about yesterday in my my solo one. I think he had one goal in his last seventeen games leading up to these past few games, but. Now he's really heated up again, and it's just it's it's a great sign when he's heating up. Yeah, the whole team is heating up, and um, you know I, I thought about it, um, a couple of days ago, especially after the Colorado overtime win, and how they're heating up right now, and it's it's almost well, it is the second half of the mm-hmm. season now, and this is the time you want the team to start heating up and make that run towards the playoff, mm-hmm. and now you got Crosby back. And it's it's a whole um, an added element to make it more elite a more elite penguin team, and um, we might discuss it later in the podcast. But adding a player, um, a top six forward, might even just uh, put the cherry on top for this team. It's it, it it's a special team, and you're starting to see it um, with a victory tonight. Yeah, you know? there's there's a lot to like with this Penguins team um, going into the season. You know, I didn't really know if they could win the cup this season or see seen as a cup contender. Um, they definitely are now. Um, I think they're probably one of, I could see three to four teams coming out of the East. Um, obviously you have Boston up there, Washington, Tampa Bay is, I think now almost one, I think it's like 10 or 11 in a row at this point, they've heated up Pittsburgh, but yeah, I mean, you know, this is when you want to be playing your best hockey. You're four points uh, behind the capitals again. And which is unreal. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I mean, yeah, when you you think of them the the injuries, you wouldn't have thought that the, the Penguins would be four points out, and it's it just it just goes to show how resilient this Penguins team is. And um, you know, there's a lot of hockey you know left to be played, especially against the Capitals. Yeah. So it, this this is going to be some entertaining hockey for the for the fans of Pittsburgh and even Washington because um, it's it's going to go down to the last couple games i would think yeah you said it yeah they still play the capitals all four times which is a little weird because um they have usually played them at least once or twice in the first half of the season but they're, all their games are, are in february or later i think their first game is super bowl weekend in washington i think that's a 12 30 game if i'm not mistaken and then of course you have carolina uh, all four times you play them that you haven't really played them yet you still um haven't played the you play the Flyers three more times. They have three, uh, two big games against them coming up. One, I think next week, right before the All Star break on Tuesday. You you do not want to overlook these Metro teams. Yeah. Also, because the I mean every Metro team just seems to have its own dynamic of and you know I, I would even look at their records because just the players and the skill sets they have on each team. I mean, you look at the Rangers and they have Panarin, and it's, um, you know, he, he's been a little bit of a penguin killer when he was in Columbus, but, um, you know, you just, you can't overlook these teams, and um, that's going to be the real test for the Penguins. I mean, yeah, they've been playing really good in hockey, but, you know, it's 
against some Western teams, but you know, again, these next couple months, it's true. Yeah, this is this is where the schedule heats up. You know, the all your yeah. Western Conference games are basically done now. You only really have the Western Conference trip out to California to play the the, the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. That's not until right after I think the trade deadline. I think that's very very late February is that trip. And now the rest of your games are against the East teams. You know, you play Boston two out of three games coming up. That's those are massive games. I know you play the Red Wings. Huge. The Flyers before the All-Star break, and then after the day of their bye week, I think, after All-Star weekend, they play the Flyers, and then it's the Capitals, and then you get the Hurricanes coming, you get the Flyers more, Columbus is playing um, better hockey, I'm pretty surprised that they are, their only really bad team in the Metro is probably the Devils, they're just, they're on a runaway train to get the number one overall pick again, Yeah, I would say. And but, you, um, look at, you look at the Bruins too, and, and going into the next game, um, I don't know if you paid attention to their game against... Columbus, I think but uh, Rask is going to be Brass, that game. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to be expecting Halak. Um, yeah, old friend Yaroslav Halak. And I, it just seems that he's always had um, some good good times against the Penguins. But we're, we're not going to talk about that, Cam, are we? 2010, <laughs> this, a long time yep, this ago. Is yeah, this is 2020. Yeah, 2010, it's a so. new decade. We leave Yaroslav Halak in the 20-teens. And with that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean... We're going to talk more about this, you know, coming up after the break here, you know, just about um, Penguins with their schedule and just the way that they're um, playing on all that, I guess. But so, yeah, Cam, I think like the biggest thing that I've seen is I think the Penguins, they just they have so many qualities in a Stanley Cup contender that you would like. They, they, they I tweeted it tonight. You know, they, they mow teams down. They, their speed, I think, just pisses off the other team. They're, I think, they're the best defensive team in the league, which I never thought I would utter those words with the defensive corps that they have right now, even with two regulars out. Um, <laughs> they have some of the deepest forwards in the league. They're still going to get Nick Bukestad back at some point, and I don't even know if he's really going to play a bunch. Um, I think they're going to get a top six forward closer to the deadline. You know Trader Jim, Uncle... Uncle Jim likes to uh, make a trade, um, especially with Jake Gensel, of course, out for potentially the rest of the season. But he could come back if the Penguins make a deep playoff run. And um, this is, it's just, I I even wrote about this the other day. It's just such a philosophical difference in the way the Penguins play. You know, they're not that old, slow team that you saw when they got embarrassed by the Islanders, they went back. It's almost like, wow, when you go back to something that works, it's going to keep working. And they did exactly that. And now you're, you have one of the best records in the league and you're playing like a team that I don't think a lot of people want to play. I don't really think um, the Islanders won't want any piece of this team if they have to play them in the first round. Yeah. I mean, the depth is unreal for the Penguins. I mean, it it seems like they were playing with the, playing the Wilkes-Barre Penguins um, in the NHL for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just, my only worry with this team is the defense. I mean, they're playing, out, you know, outstanding with the likes of Marino. And, hey, we're part of the Latang cult, right? So, oh, but, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, there's a part of me that's like wishing, you know, Johnson just doesn't screw up, you know. But he's, I, I will admit, he's been playing much better than he was, you know, his first first time around here. Not a high bar to cross either, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the defense is, is definitely playing really good, but um, that's just my only worry with the team. And, um, you know, we'll see, but 
and yeah, I mean, the goalie situation is going to shake itself out. I mean, you know, with the way, you know, Matt Murray's turned it on the last three games that he's played in. Um, it's, you know, really good stepping stones. I know they're giving Jari. It looks like they're, it's a 1A, 1B kind of thing right now with the way Murky, Murray is working himself back. Jari keeps having really good games. I know he gave up uh, three goals tonight, but still, um, all three of those goals were really not on him. One of them was a breakaway. One of them was a perfect shot by Parise. Then one was a, a garbage time goal with 10 seconds left in a 7-2 game. No one really cares um, about that kind of goal. But um, they're obviously probably going to split this back-to-back coming up. I'd imagine um, Jari goes against the Bruins. But I would not be surprised if they throw Matt out against the Bruins because they did that against Colorado. Worked pretty good um, besides, of course, his little hiccup, which I mean, I would point to more bad luck. Than anything, but I mean, it's it's good that both goalies are now playing really, really good. Cam and you know they they can go to either one in these in the in these game situations now. You really don't. Um, I really don't think um, it's that big of a deal. Yeah, and it's really exciting to see um, Jari to be a all star too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't think that would happen. Um, to be quite honest with that you, if be. you you know um, if you were to ask me at the beginning of the year or heck, probably like. Two years ago, you know, when we knew Jari was in the system, because um, we knew they had Flurry at the time and um, and Murray, and it's just like, you know, here comes Jari. Um, they've done a fantastic job on developing their goalies. I mean, Casey DeSmith is still down in Wilkesbury, and you know, if God forbid um, there's an injury, um, I definitely think Casey DeSmith can come up and. You know, fill that role That's as if well. If he finds his passport again, Cam. <laughs> What's that? That's if he finds his passport again. I felt so bad when they. Oh when they yeah. Tweet, they tweeted that yeah. out. I was like, no, <laughs> baseball. But hey, but Larmy got um, yeah. a nice paycheck there. Yeah, so. he got to come up for just to sit on the bench for a game and then went right back down. But you know what? Um, it was good for him that he got to um, come back up and. Um, also tonight, Cam, someone probably upped their trade value, and that's Alex Galchenyuk. He got the uh, seventh goal for the Penguins, got the extra point. That's his fifth goal on the season, and, you know, uh, just up that trade value, Alex. That's all we can ask for at this point. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the extra point is good goal. Um, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say, gar- well, garbage time. Um, yeah, I mean. Kind of was. The sk- the, yeah, and the, the, the skills are there for Galchenyuk, I just. You're, you're seeing shades of Broussard almost um, with Galchenyuk. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's definitely not a fit with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I was kind of in the Phoenix game, in the shootout when he, he went up. I, I thought it would have been great, right, especially right after mm-hmm. um, Kessel went to shoot, that if Galchenyuk just went and um, scored on his attempt, that would have been such a morale booster for Galchenyuk. But, um and him missing it right there just kind of summarized his season with Pittsburgh and yeah, for yeah, me. Absolutely, yeah. It was just um, he's missed a lot of those. He just missed a lot of shots this season. Just basically summed up his um, Pittsburgh tenure so far. And I still wouldn't be surprised to see him traded almost any day now. You know, you kind of expect it with the way um, all these, um, you know, Pierre LeBron and all the insiders have just been tweeting. You know, oh, the Penguins are taking calls on Galchenyuk. They're looking to move him. So I'm just mostly expecting it. Any day now, but also tonight, Cam um, Evgeny Malkin uh, just—he's on another world right now. Two-goal game, three-point game. Um, he's been um, absolutely outstanding this season. He's not going to be a candidate for the Hart Trophy, but I think he's been the Penguins' 
other than, you know, uh, he's probably been, honestly, the Penguins' most valuable player. You know, maybe outside of Brian Russ, Tristan Jari, he's just, he's been a completely different player. And uh, I don't know if you saw that pass that he had to, it was almost like a no-look pass to uh, Brian yes. Russ. That was yeah, absolutely that. disgusting. Yeah, um, when Malkin plays like this, they're going to win some hockey games. And, um, I, you know, personally, I thought when, especially tonight with Crosby coming back, I thought he would have um, silenced his game a little bit, but that was not the case at all. And um, I I think he'll continue to um, be on this role because, I mean, going into the season, Malkin was um, definitely working towards being um, a better player, especially from last season and building on, you know, the negatives from last season. And it, it's definitely showing it, it didn't, necessarily show at the beginning of this season, but um, when Crosby went out, Malkin definitely um, he stepped, stepped up, up to the plate. Time. Yeah. And now that he got his center back, uh, the number one center back, he can kind of, you know, he doesn't have to carry the team uh, every night. He can kind of just ease back into what he's uh, uh, been doing. And, you know, he, he's, he's definitely doing that. But, yeah, I just I, – I thought his game was outstanding tonight. You know, when both – And the, power, like, the yeah. power play looks outstanding as well, yeah. too. I mean – you know, they're twenty fifth in the league, but that number is going to skyrocket in probably the next couple of weeks. Now that cross, oh, yeah. they'll be they'll be top ten probably before you know it. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, but um, yeah, Cam, it's just um, it's been really, really, really fun to watch this team the past month, month and a half, and um, I just I, I I can't get enough of it. I think at this point, but um, coming uh, probably we'll probably talk more about after the break. You know, probably some more trade targets that I'm thinking of. Um, maybe some Z- hashtag Zucker watch as uh, some penguins Twitter <laughs> is also um, having that trending after every game now at this point or just in general. All right, Cam. So um, now the way that Jason Zucker Zucker was playing tonight, I would hope that they would the Minnesota Wild could just leave him in Pittsburgh, considering that he was probably one of the only Wild players that actually I think had a pulse. Maybe besides Zach Parise, who of course had two of the goals. Had the uh, I think he scored the. Second goal and the uh, third goal for the Wild. and Mar- uh, Actually, no, it wasn't the second goal. It was the first and the third goal for the Wild. Marcus Foligno had the second goal. But, um, yeah, I, I would be all, all on board to get Jason Zucker out of there. Um, the Penguins, I know, tried to acquire him. Of course, in the Phil Kessel trade, it would have uh, com- been completed if Kessel would have waived his no-moving clause there. Obviously, it didn't happen. But, um, yeah, he'd probably be on one of my number one uh, trade targets to get as a winger for uh, – Crosby now that Jake is potentially lost for the season. Yeah, and I just I hope we don't um, overpay for Zucker because especially with Bill Garrett at GM, I don't think he's going to want to make a trade that um, looks good for the Penguins. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if he took if he just took Galchenyuk in a pick, um, that would definitely not look good in the eyes of Wild fans. I would think. Um, like a so Zucker, I think deal. I think Zucker would have a, a high price. Um, so I mean that that leaves you looking at other options. Um, Criders within the division. I, I I'm not always a big fan of trading within the division, but um, when you have the talent of um, Malkin and Crosby, and their years are getting there, um, yeah, you just say why not, and you just bite, you know rip the bandaid off and. Make that trade. He's one of my favorite players to watch, Chris Kreider. Um, you know, I know he's can kind of be a, a little bit of an ass 
at times in front of the net, just you know, kind of a little like Patrick Hornquist at times. But he's a straight line player. He's fast. He's really skilled. Um, I just don't think the Rangers would trade him inside the division. There's always the Tyler Toffoli talks. I think that would be a good fit. Um, obviously, you know, playing on the Kings is no easy deal because the Kings are so bad offensively. And then, of course, you have um, the Brandon Zod connection. He's not really close, I think, to coming back. And he also makes $6 million for the rest of the season. So that would be hard. Um, I'd take Sod in a heartbeat if they took back some cap. Yeah, honestly. they would have. I think they would have to. Um, my th- my friend the other day threw around Jakob Silverberg from the Ducks. Um, I saw that. Yeah, I'd have to. That would be great. Yeah, I'd have to look into that a little more to make sure you know he's still playing pretty decently. But he's always been a good player throughout his career. Really underrated. Uh, maybe someone like Andre Kashe. Um, he's always the Ducks have. Almost moved him, I think, in a trade for Justin Falk. And I think that would have been a really bad trade for the Ducks if they had made that deal. Because I think Kase is really, really good. I think the Ducks is probably a team that you could um, try to price someone out of there like that. Like a Kase or a Silverberg since the Ducks are just really... Um, they're just they're just not that good anymore. I, I, I'm going to have to come up, I think, with more targets. Um, some of these tanking teams don't have a lot. Like the Red Wings, they don't really have a lot there that... You could try to pry out. Uh, maybe Thomas Tatar in Montreal. Though I think I think I sense Mark Bergevin is maybe going to try to go for it. Um, so yeah, he's, he's but, always well, been someone that doesn't really like to sell. And even though Montreal is so far out, I just I don't I don't see him just selling a lot. He's just not the kind of GM that does that. And yeah, and but let me ask you: Would you to acquire a top six four? Would you give up a prospect of the likes of Addison um, or? Pierre Joseph, um, have, that were we, uh, we acquired from um, the Kessel trade. There's a couple. Would yeah, you, I think those two would be off limits for me. And maybe, well, I'd maybe deal Poulin, but I don't think I'd touch mm. a Joseph or Addison. Poulin, I'd maybe touch if it's really a really really good deal. But I think those three would be the ones that I keep off limits. I think otherwise you can trade the other prospects in the system, almost any other ones. Your first round pick is obviously in play. Almost all your draft picks are in play. Uh, Jordan Rutherford's always never hesitant to uh, trade a um, first round pick for a rental. And, but also, you also have to know what the price tag is for these rentals. They've kind of gone down a bit, I think, in recent years. They're not always at like the level that you expect them to. I mean, remember Eric Carlson was a rental for a little bit. And the package sure. that they got in return for him was absolutely garbage. And that was for the best defenseman in hockey. Yeah, but you were you were paying for that huge contract as well. You knew you well going into it. You 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 were having the hopes yeah. of signing that huge contract, but yeah, I mean the return on Carlson was kind of mediocre, yeah. and um, just um, one thing that's always interested me. It's kind of left me a little. I wouldn't say confused, but it's just that I I wonder about is we hear about these rumors. Um, especially from Penguin sources, it's and my dad kind of did his Yinzer rant. It's like, why, why is Jim Rutherford um, letting the league know about these um, that we're interested in these players? That's only just going to jack up the price on the, the player. It's always calculated. And yeah, and I, you know, the GMs know who's talking to who, and you know, oh, absolutely. I would, and I would hope that. Um, you know, Jim Rutherford and Bill Guerin were in the same suite tonight talking 
Oh, I'm sure they were talking before the game, during the game, and hopefully after the game if they can keep uh, Jason Sucker in um, <laughs> in Pittsburgh. You know, just not have him go anywhere. Just maybe you can go back to Minnesota to get all your stuff and your family, and then you know just come right back. But yeah, um, I'm just I'm yeah. I'm rapidly refreshing my Twitter feed, just hoping for that. But <laughs> yeah, we're, I remember I remember the one night. Um, I don't know why I stayed up that late that one night, but the Carl Hagelin trade from Anaheim. Oh, I was sound like, asleep that night. I remember that. I woke up the next. I morning. don't know why I was up. I was like, "Is this like a like one of those fake accounts? Like it just it didn't seem real." And I'm like, "Okay." Then obviously getting Hagelin, yeah, um, sparked that team. That and was yeah, awesome. You, and hey, I mean the way this team is looking, maybe a, a trade like that will, you know. Yeah, I, I did, spark I did, the team even yeah, more. I did read the other day that Jim's talked to me. He's like, "Yeah, a lot of teams are just offering me depth forwards," and I'm like, "I'm not really trying to bite on that at this moment." So, I mean, getting from that, I think he kind of wants something bigger. Um, he's not really mm-hmm. trying to settle for um, anything like that. But um, Cam, I think that might um, do it for this episode of Locked On Penguins. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on again. Um, we're definitely going to be doing this more in the future, probably. Uh, a lot more in the future, since considering I think Cam loves to uh, come on this podcast and talk some uh, Penguins with me. So, Cam, thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, it's always a pleasure, and um, I'd like to say um, my Twitter handle. I don't. I, I used to use Twitter a lot, but mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to get back into it. It's not that fair. F E H R, hockey player fair. Um, but yeah. Um, Good to be back on Twitter, and thank you for having me. There you go. Yeah, of course, Cam. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins, and we'll be talking to you guys uh, tomorrow with another episode of it. All right, so take care, guys.